Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So screw being main event Jay Uso, because if you want to get to the tippity top of WWE, you have to become opening promo Paul. That's right. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller. And if you are a long-time viewer, look, we've got all, like, new logos and colours and stuff. And if for some reason this has worried you, I don't know why it would worry you, there shall be an update video later as we let you know what's going to be happening in What Culture Wrestling Phase 3. I said three. Is it three? I don't know. Somebody say four. Huh? Let's up those doubts. Anyway, going back to what we were just talking about, that's right. Jey Uso did come out to kick off Raw. Let's not pretend otherwise. If you are put in this spot, WWE likes you. He also told us that he was super happy to be by himself as introverts all over the world were like, man, we totally get it, Jay. But almost instantly, he got interrupted by Kevin Owens. Uh He was mad because he was like, I know you called it Monday Night Raw, but I'm sure you meant to say the Kevin Owens show. (laughs) It's like, Kev, those two things are so far apart, I don't think they did. This was really cool, though, because KO understood. He was like, look, I've been in that locker room and everybody thinks you're a massive goober, but I too used to be a massive goober and it took me weeks and months and years to win the trust of my fellow man. Now, well, Jay, you're going to have to do the same. I mean, there is a lot of nuance for WWE, and Owens even admitted that, look, there's still some people back there that think I'm a massive asshole. And I can tell you right now, even though Sami Zayn quite likes you, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre, well, they think you're a piece of shit. He also went on to say, listen, Jay, even some people that hate me have told me they hated you. That's like, that is totally unnecessary. Oh, hey, Gene, how you doing today? Well, Steve, I'm just going to tell you, I was chatting to Lawrence earlier. Lawrence told me that he thinks I... And the worst person ever. If there was only other one person he thought was worse, it would be you. You just ruined my day. Kevin also made it very clear that he does not trust Jey Uso when it came the judgment day. Because don't you know, they run raw. This was really good though, because it clearly meant they were in the back going, listen guys, if an opportunity comes out for us to walk out there and do some manipulating... We should go, and we should do some manipulating. Because they were all like, oh, hi, Jay Uso, we'd love for you to join our group and we can go for a picnic. Damien Priest was so mad. He's like, who is this Kevin Owens? Why are you speaking on behalf of the locker room? Everybody thinks you're a bit of an idiot, Kev, so why don't you go away? We also then passed the microphone to Dominic Mysterio. This was hilarious. Because these boos are getting so crazy, you can't even hear it. And that was always the internet. It's like, oh, this is just the audience playing along. I'm going to be that guy, but 
Welcome to pro wrestling. That's the whole point. Then turned out that somebody had booked Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, but Sami Zayn wasn't here this evening. This is classic right hand, not talking to the left hand. But Kev was like, well, I'll fight you all anyway. When, of course, Jay said, you do not have to do this, Mr. Owens. I will be your tag team partner. Uso then slammed the condom with a super kick, and we were about to get this match, which I'll get to in just one second. But I actually did like this. I know we're just doing variations of the same matches with the same people, but you can see why we're doing it. War Games is around the corner, so we are planting those seeds. I also just thought this was so entertaining, mostly because Jay Uso, he's a star, man, giving it an up. And then, yeah, because they were in the ring, they started the fight. Therefore, it was Jay and Kev taking on Damo and Finn. Of course, this started off with a dive. Do you want to know why it started off with a dive? Well, I hear there's breaking news. That's right, Simon. It's me, news anchor Steve. I spend way too much time on the internet buffoon guy. And here is some breaking news. Because as you can see from this lovely image that I have made, if a professional wrestler does not do a dive or some kind of aerial maneuver in the first 10 minutes of the show, aliens will come down and kill us all. So I would just like to take this moment to say thank you, sports entertainers, saving us all. Dominic was also being a mega dick here because he chock blocked Owens from behind when the referee wasn't looking. But of course, this just meant that Jay got the hot tag. Somebody filled he in, he went wild. He was gonna splash Balor as well, but Finn was able to get the knees up when all of a sudden, Kevin Owens was here, he tagged in and he hit the Fisherman Buster and he got a one-two, ooh. Actually, well, it doesn't. Damien Priest actually broke it up. That's not as good as a one, two, ooh. And of course, this was always going to end in shenanigans. In many ways, this Raw was shenanigans central. Because when Jay Uso was going to super kick the Judgment Day, they got out the way and he hit Kevin Owens instead. And I thought to myself, oh, I don't think he's going to like that. It also allowed Grand Slam Finn to hit the Coupe de Gras and they got the one, two, three. And yes, then we were in the back and Jay was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do it. Kev was like, yes, you did. And you... They'll never be my friend. It also kind of made me think that maybe, just maybe, Kevin Owens is going heel. This is based on nothing other than nerd speculation. But nerd speculation doesn't make the wrestling world go round. I like this. Up. We then just had the weirdest backstage skit because we saw Raquel Rodriguez warming up for her main event when Natalia walked up to her and said some stuff. Now, we couldn't hear what they were saying because the commentators were talking over the top. So Michael Cole went up. <laughs> Let me just tell you, Natty has been training Raquel for her big match. What? I mean, we could have just heard that for ourselves. No, we have to turn to Uncle Mike. We then had a big old video for Gunther reminding us that he is the longest reigning intercontinental champion ever. Now we saw Imperium turn up in their suits. I also just want to go back to the future a little bit. Because when Kevin Owens was yelling at Jey Uso, he said, why don't you just go and join the Judgment Day and dye your hair purple while you're at it? So then as far as I'm concerned, Kevin Owens, one of the best ever. Before we got any further though, it was then Tazawa versus The Miz. Now look, I get it, we did this so The Miz could get his win back after they did have a fight a few weeks ago when LA Knight interfered, and he hit him with three skull-crushing finales. One, two, three. I mean, this went two minutes. i tell you why it annoyed me, though. Once again, we come back to geekdom territory. Because if you're watching NXT at the moment, and you should because NXT is brilliant, we've got this excellent round-robin tournament, and Tazawa was put in it, and finally, he was allowed to do some wrestling. But then during the same period... <laughs> It's also just an absolute joke on Raw. We could have got anyone to have filled this spot. I would have done it. And look at me, I'm an absolute moron. I mean, we could have called me like, I don't know, Derek Manpower. It's a very NXT name, but no. So for no reason whatsoever, I am going to give it a down. But we all should start giving flowers to The Miz. 
He's brilliant. Byron Saxton then decided, well, maybe somebody should go and talk to Raquel Rodriguez, given that she is in the main event. And poor Raquel, man, she was given <laughs> the most ridiculous verbiage to say. Because she was all like, when people have to face Rhea Ripley, they already lose before they get to the ring because they are scared of her. But I am not scared of her, no fear me. But I'm pretty sure that is the plot of Casper the Friendly Ghost. And look, it's not Raquel's fault. Nobody... <laughs> could have settled this and sounded like an actual human because no actual human would talk like this. Rodriguez isn't the same as other people though, wink wink nudge nudge, and it's awesome that Dominic Mysterio is banned from ringside. So later on, she's gonna prove that even though Rhea calls herself the Nightmare, now the Nightmare is coming to her. Or something. Essentially, she is gonna win the Women's Championship, and I can't lie, I went, <laughs> you're right. Look, let's face it, it wouldn't be the time. But then it turned out it was interview hour as well because Jackie Redman was here. She was chatting to Shayna Baszler, wasn't very happy. She was very surprised, though, about how much of a challenge Zoe Stark gave her last week. And just as she was about to give her even more love, in walked Chelsea Green. Now, as ever, she doesn't have a tag team partner at the moment because those tag titles are cursed. When she was all like, oh, man, Shayna, why don't you be my new friend? They just went, yeah, I don't want to do that. So instead, I'm going to whip your ass in a match. Talk about escalation. And then it turned out that Piper Niven was literally stood here just off the screen, because she walked in, she was like, yeah, I'm back, everything's fine, and she took her title, and she stormed off. Which is when we just sung the praises of the Intercontinental Championship. I love it. Because say what you want about Triple H's reign so far, he has done such a tremendous job with this belt, and in turn, Gunther is now just a main event player, and if he's not a world champion in 2024, what are we doing? Imperium also gave him his big entrance, and I swear that Gunther smiled for the first time in his life. And of course, he's super proud of his legacy, and he wants to thank the legends that came before him. When he was all like, no, I don't. They all suck. I'm the best. He also feels like he's running out of competition. Well, of all the people who interrupted, it was the honky-tonky man. <laughs> of course, it was the honky-tonky man. Imagine... Imagine that happened. Also, as the old honks has come up, do not forget, this is the guy who decided, right, how am I going to become the best wrestler possible? I know, I'll pretend to be Elvis. I mean, that is a weird thing to do. It was, of course, Chad Gable and good for him because he got right into Gunther here. And he's like, look, we had a terrific match last week. So much so, I woke up this morning and I'm still feeling the effects. Gable also knows that Gunther knows how close Chad came to winning the IC Championship. But that's not even what he's mad about now. He cannot believe that Gunther made his family cry because it's all his fault. I'm like, Chad, come here. It's not his fault. You... Invite your family to Raw. What do you think was going to happen? I am joking, of course, and Gable used all of this as the motivation to tell Gunther, I am going to beat you one day, and that's what we should do. And if somehow we could hold this out to WrestleMania 40, we should pull the trigger there, but that's way too far away. Let's just do it at Survivor Series. Gable also told us that he had to do this because he needed to wipe those tears away from his daughter's eyes, which was a wonderful line. And Gunther was like, yeah, fine, try again, you absolute idiot. You'll lose for a second time, and you're a terrible, terrible dad because I'm a terrible, terrible person. I laughed. Chad then made a terrible decision because he jumped Gunther, so of course Imperium whooped his ass. When out came Otis to try and make the save, but the wrestling numbers were still against him. So do you know who made it three on three? It was the Honky Tonky Man. <laughs> to stop it now. It was Tommaso Ciampa. He had a steel chair, so of course the bad guys did bail. But there's something extra we need to discuss when it comes to Tommaso. Run it. <laughs> Even the champa couldn't do it, I had been tasked with finding Johnny Gargano. 
I thought I found him on the floor, but actually it was an octopus. And this octopus tasted disgusting. We continue. So I really did enjoy all of this and we are going to get that six man tag later. Once again, we are going all Ghostbusters and we're crossing the streams, giving it up. The IC title rule. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Then he was then backstage and he found Drew McIntyre. He was like, listen to me, big Scottish boy. I'm mad at you because you last week screwed over Kofi Kingston. McIntyre thought all of this was ridiculous because where's Kofi? Why have you come here on behalf of your friend? When Woods was like, ah, oh, I know the deal here. At WrestleMania 35, when we had Kofi Mania, Kofi won that damn world title in front of 722,000 people. Whereas a year later, <laughs> you won it and you basically did it in a graveyard. Now that really got to McIntyre because it is true and they stared each other down and they agreed that later on they were going to have a match. So look, the bald idiot Sam Miller has been totally wrong about this storyline. I think we are going to turn Drew heel and all of this is just working so well. Like, I want to see it. It's right down in my tum-tum. And even though it's only went about 32 seconds, talk about intriguing, giving it an up. Well, we then come back to the Alpha Academy and Champa and Tommaso's reason for helping is that during his chat with Adam Pearce last week, Adam had said, you need to seize your opportunity. This is all he could come up with. This is when we did set up that six-man tag. And even though Champa walked off, Chad Gable was like, oh, that means yes. So they speak some weird body language that I don't. When it was time for Drew versus Xavier. And once again, this was great. I mean, Xavier used Tina the Turnbuckle to do the bomber power onto McIntyre, which looked obviously really cool because Drew is massive. <laughs> when the Scottish warrior grabbed him and gave him around about 92 overhead suplexes. Woods then stopped the super kick and man, he turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, now on Pro Wrestling Tees, the surprise roll up. And because of who it is, I jumped out of my seat. I thought he was gonna do it with the backwards, 
but he didn't. Instead, Drew eventually got to his feet and slammed him with the Claymore kick and pinned him to one, two, three. But I have zoomed through this way too fast. It was an excellent match once again. It was just planting seeds like somebody wanted a damn garden. Drew's face told the story of a thousand men, whatever that means, but it is getting it up. This is good stuff. McIntyre was also all like, it didn't have to be this way when he was walking off. And I was like, I don't know what that means. When we just kept the pops going, because out came Cody Rhodes, who was making his return to Raw. I mean, he'd only been away a week, but that's just what WWE does. Now, I think it's fair to say that we are holding fire with Cody at the minute because he's got a big story around the corner, but that's okay. You can't be shooting wonderful bullets every single week. And before he could basically say anything, and he was going to talk about Jey Uso, here came Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. Now, Michael Cole wanted to make it very clear that McDonough isn't in the Judgment Day yet, but he's trying when Dom was like, that's Cody Rhodes, the guy that did bring Jay to Raw. And once I corrupt him, everybody is going to think you're a fool. And when he was doing this, do you know what else we heard? Boo, boo. And they weren't saying boo words. What I really loved about this, though, is that Rhodes... Kicked the crap out of the condom. He cripped the crap out of JD. He gave him all the crossroads. And he went, right, my work is done. And he left, honestly. He came across like a superhero, which is the entire point. The fans were also going crazy for all of this, so you can't get mad at it, even though everybody on the internet already has. And when it is time to get into his big program, well, he'll just feel absolutely undefeatable and deniable. All those other words he likes to use. I'm giving it an up. Well, I was laughing again because Drew McIntyre had gone out of his way to find Jay Uso and go, I don't like you. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob, over here. Yes, Mike. I think you suck. I want to go home. It's such a mean thing to say to somebody, but Jay sold this great. He was like, I've had enough of this tonight. I'm just moving on. McIntyre has also convinced himself that Uso is going to join the Judgment Day. So next week on Raw, it is Drew McIntyre versus Jay. And let me search my feelings like I am a Jedi. I need to see that match. And then, yep, Baszler beat Chelsea Green in one minute. Ah. Now, this was kind of weird, because at one point it felt like Chelsea Green and Piper Niven were going to fall out, but then Piper was getting in Shayna Baszler's face, and then after she had hit the Piper's pit and got the 1-2-3 over Chelsea Green, Zoe Stark was here, and they kind of got into a fight, then they all just looked at each other. I don't really get why we have to ragdoll Chelsea every single week, given that she is one half of the tag team champions. And while I really do like Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler as a tag team, I just don't believe that WWE is ever going to get behind this division properly. Like, even watching this, it feels like they don't care. And that pisses me off. I want people to care. Also, look at the talent we've got here. Shayna Baszler, brilliant. Zoe Stark has done wonderful ever since she came up to the main roster. Chelsea Green, fantastic character. And Piper Niven, she could be a total, total monster. Now, I don't think anyone is being presented like that at all. So I've got to give it a down. I mean, it just went by so fast. Doesn't seem fair. Well, it turned out that over the last seven days, Shinsuke Nakamura had been practicing his video editing again. He is getting very good. Because he was telling us once more about Seth Rollins' broken back and that if all the fans remember his history and remember his past, maybe wouldn't like him that much anymore. Nakamura then dropped this great line where he was like, all of Seth's successes are lined with the bodies of his betrayal as we saw clips of him turning on the shield. I was like, man, this version of Shinsuke Nakamura is like a comic book villain. I'm sorry, he has to win the world championship. He also said that Rollins is nothing more than a liar and a deceiver and that he has brought shame to his family. I was like, man, honestly, I swear I've read about this in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So my big worry is that if Nakamura doesn't justify all this by getting the title, it will all be for naught. Once again, my Tootsie Toes are telling me 
WWE just isn't going to do it. Look at my face. I'm gritting my teeth like Psycho Sid. I'm mad. And the ruler of the world. But this was just so much better than last week. And just like that, they've got me invested in the feud again. So it is absolutely getting it up. It also kind of felt like we should have left it there. <laughs> but Raw is three hours. <laughs> so out came Seth Rollins. He then admitted, sure, I've been a deceiver. I've been a liar. But right now I am a family man. And I'm a world champion. I was like, Seth, I don't think that's how it works. You can't go, yes, judge, I killed that man. But I'm also very kind to animals. The point, though, is that he had to go through all of his downs to get to his ups or to realize the person he always wanted to be, which is why he has this connection with the fans and why everybody sings this song. Once again, I was chuckling again because Seth said all this while wearing the fuzziest blue coat you've ever seen. But damn it, that's the real Seth Rollins. It basically means that he has come to peace with all of his past actions where he said, listen, Shinsuke, I heard what you had to say, so let's have a fight right now. It's like, Seth, you didn't listen to him at all. He keeps saying he's going to do it on his own time, on his own watch. Surprise, surprise, it's not going to be right now. And then I was laughing again because we cut to Shinsuke in the back. He's just beating the piss out of Ricochet. As he turned to the camera, he said, well, look, I didn't say I didn't want to fight. I just don't want to fight you. He once again then promised to take this world championship, but when he decides the time is right, so once again, please just do it. Otherwise, you're going to look like a schmeral. Still, for now, excellent. And a total 180 from seven days ago. It is getting it up. When Finn Balor won Raw, this was so good. He found Jey Uso and said, good work for earlier. And then he winked at him. <laughs> this was wonderful. It then got even better because as Finn was trying to sell the Judgment Day to Jey Uso, he didn't seem to care. Barrow was all like, look, I tell you, even Rhea Ripley is interested without even skipping a beat. Jey just went, for real? It was so good. So we shall continue to tease this. And do you know who has become the master of show-long storylines and keeping you engaged? It's one and only Jey Uso. Which is when we did get Imperium taking on Chad Gable, Tommaso Ciampa and Otis. It was just a good bit of fun. Otis got the hot tag at one point and he hit the caterpillar and everyone was like, yeah, Otis, you're the best before he did get taken out by the bad guys. When we built to Chad versus Gunther and Gunther versus Chad, honestly, they could probably fight forever and I'd never get bored. Gable even had the thing one after he hit the Chaos Theory suplex, but of course Gunther got in there to break it up when it was Tommaso that knocked the ring general to the outside. And I was like, huh. I think I need to keep an eye on that. Poor Giovanni Vinci was then locked in the ankle lock and he was squirming around like a fish where once again we went back to this because the IC champ went to save him when Tommaso locked him in the Gargano escape. Meaning Gunther had to watch his kind of pal but he also kind of helped Giovanni Vinci tap out. I was like, man, that's a good finish. So once again, we did so much here and we just put so many bodies into this feud. It kind of feels like Tommaso Ciampa may screw over Chad Gable. I don't even know where that's coming from, but yeah, you should watch this up. We were then in the back of the Judgment Day once again, and essentially they all looked at each other and said, yes, yes, we feel good about Jay Uso joining our group. Which means he definitely ain't joining. Dom Dom was also sad that he wasn't able to accompany Rhea Ripley to the ring for her main event match, which is when Ripley was like, don't worry about it, because Mummy is always on top. Let's just be honest here, that's a sex reference. Move on. We've got to confirm that next week it is going to be Ricochet versus Nakamura. So I've no idea what's going on there. When we brought NXT to Raw, and later on we're bringing Raw to NXT, it's almost like a TV deal is about to come up. I definitely Stratton found Adam Pearce in the back and was like, man, I don't want to be here. And where the hell is Becky Lynch? You told me we had to sign this contract. I'm the champion. Beck should be here before me. I'm very upset. Even though she had said Lynch's name a few times here, Becky did walk in. I don't know about you. But I kind of got the impression that maybe, just maybe, 
Tiffany Stratton is a little bit scared of Becky Lynch. At the very least, she's worried about her NXT title and Bex was all like, look, I didn't know much about you, but I've done my research and you are a terrific pro wrestler and you're going to be a star. But very sadly, you're also as dumb as a pile of rocks. Like, what did the rocks do? The man also took some shots at Stratton and was like, I think you care more about being famous than being a good wrestler and that will be your undoing. When she signed the contract and then Stratton signed the contract, I was like, wait a minute. There wasn't a big fight. So it does mean we have learned two things. If you do a contract signing in the ring, there'll be a brawl. If you do a contract signing in the back, everybody will be very respectful. So that is good to know. And look, I bet they do have a good match on NXT later. Maybe Becky Lynch becomes the champion. And why not? We're all going to be dead soon. Let's have some fun. When we got to our main event, this was much better. That's not to say that Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley round one wasn't good. I was very entertained by it. By here, we just let them slap lumps out of each other. And that's what you should be doing with two powerhouses. I thought it was good. I mean, Raquel started off almost instantly with this massive clothesline and a power slam. So Rhea came back. She gave her a drop kick and then essentially cannonballed her into Simba the Still Steps. She also then threw Rodriguez back in the ring and kneed her in the head. When she was making the pin, she kind of flexed. And you'd be shocked to hear, that didn't really help anything. But they just brawled everywhere, including throwing people into Barry Barricade, feud coming soon. When we went to the commercial, and even though Raquel was on top before all that, after the advert, Rhea was in charge. We're going to have to make it up. So I'm going to say that Rhea challenged Raquel to a game of tic-tac-toe because she found out that back in the past, the Rodriguez family had been cursed by an ancient power who had told them your entire honor now rests upon you being good at a game where you have to put circle and X's into a box. So of course Raquel couldn't say no and she sat down to do this, which is when Ripley punched her. That works. The Nightmare was then trying to get mega heat because she did an Eddie Guerrero type frog splash where she got a one, two, ooh. But this didn't work out at all because Rodriguez then grabbed her, threw her into Alan the announce table and power bombed her on the apron. The ring apron. Hang on. So why do you watch wrestling, Garudu the Giraffe? Well, I really enjoy it when people get thrown into the ring apron. Is that it? Yes. This is a terrible skit. I know. This is why once again we went full on shenanigans. Who the flub saw this coming? So as the referee was checking on Rhea Ripley going, man, I hope she's not dead. Of all the people, Nia Jax returned. She grabbed Raquel Rodriguez. She gave her a Samoan drop onto the floor. Don't worry, I did some research. She is definitely Samoan. As soon as Rodriguez was back in the squared circle too, Rhea Ripley just grabbed her, smashed her with the riptide. One, two, three. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's a finish. Now, do not get it wrong. After this, Jax also head by Rhea Ripley, gave her a big old leg drop and absolutely crushed her with the bonsai drop. When she also just slapped her in the face for a little bit. Like, feels a bit unnecessary. So here is the deal, at least my take on it. Everybody on the internet is now like, oh man, I can't believe that Nia Jax is back, but this is totally fine. She will find her place in the women's division and she's not gonna be in the main event very often. The only reason we did it here is because it was a surprise return. So if you want to be a big deal, you do it during the main event. But you could also use 1980s booking with all of this because Nia Jax can be the big monster and Rhea Ripley can be like, I'm going to whip your ass and pin you for the one, two, three. I mean, that's all we ever did with Hulk Hogan, and it worked out all right. This does actually tie into the match, though, because that's what I kind of think we should have done here. Raquel smashes Rhea Ripley for a bit, and then Rhea Ripley smashes Raquel for a little bit, and then you do get a big move, uno dos tres, and you move on to something else. And then Rhea can go on to face Nia Jax, and she smashes her, and then she can go on to face Becky Lynch, and she smashes her, and then she can go on to face my mum, and she smashes her. I know she can go, and I know she's a terrific wrestler, 
but sometimes you don't need to overcook the pudding. Therefore, I am going to give the match an up because they did just brutalize each other for a little while. And I'm going to tie that up into the Nia Jax return too, because I like to see people having jobs and I like to see people being given an opportunity. Also, I'm never going to want someone to be fired because that is certifiably insane. I also do like a big old return that I didn't see coming, but yes, on the other side, sometimes you don't need shenanigans. This is coming from me, Mr. Shenanigans. And I just want Ripley to kick so much ass, she becomes Roman Reigns dominant. That's it. I mean it. I'm not kidding around. She has that aura, so we should tap into it. So in that sense, well, it's getting it down. Who really cares, though, because she's still a megastar and she's going to get to the tippity-top of the company and she's going to stay there for ages. Look, this Raw was totally wild. It was totally out of control on the down low. They're my favorite shows. Don't tell anyone. It's getting it up. Now, please do leave me a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Raw. Make sure you click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Smack Down. Keep that WWE joy alive. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, whatculture.com. Follow us on social media. This episode has been way too long. I'm sorry, but WWE and AEW has so many segments these days. It's killing me. It's not. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.